0: but then again who asked me hello and welcome to another episode of the who asked me podcast per usual my name is Zelle, your host how's everybody doing hmm all right so quick quick update for everybody um i know that i had said that the bachelorette was starting and i was so excited and i was going to be doing um igtv recaps of it every week and i'm not (laughs) i'm gonna be honest with you guys i sat down to watch the season premiere and i could not even get through the first past the first 20 minutes i really just think that i'm past the bachelorette time and my bachelor franchise in general um i was like i said a really huge fan i kind of started falling off uh at colton's season i just wasn't that interested it was too much like i mean i like the drama but it was just too silly um and then i definitely didn't i did not watch hb's season i don't care for her For reasons of my own, and then I did watch Claire into Tasha, and then I did not watch MJ. I refuse to talk about that human or that whole situation that it was. But yeah, long story short, I think I'm just soured on it. Unfortunately, you know, I really wanted to watch and enjoy this season. I might when I don't have anything else to watch, like when I'm done with for the week with the shows that we recap on here. However, th- to dedicate an entire IGTV to it, I don't have it in me. I just don't care about the show that much. But that's the update on that. Um, also, my family karma journey, if you follow me on the Who Asked Me podcast Instagram page, you know that I have gone back to watch family karma in entirety. I have one episode left from season one. I'm actually out visiting my mom right now, so I've kind of not been watching things on the same at the same pace that I usually do or if I was at home then I would have been done and caught up to everybody however yes I have one episode left and then I will start season two and hopefully be caught up with everyone and we will be talking about it here because I love that show just a quick you know to go over how I do feel about uh, family karma and where I'm at like the you know who I like I'm gonna be honest I like everybody on that show for the most part I love their dynamic. I love the, um, you know, the story behind their friendships and everything. Um, I don't, I can't even say that I have a favorite. If I had to choose, I'm not gonna lie. I think Brian is my favorite, which is funny because for whatever reason, I thought when I first started, the show, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like him, but I do. He's such a sweet, he seems like a, such a sweet boy. Um, uh. I don't think him and Monica belong together, though. I know that, like, obviously I have one episode left. So that's something everybody is stressing and trying to hype up. I don't really see it romantically with them. Um, And then I want everyone to leave my girl Anisha alone. Okay, let her do what she does. Let her thrive and be who she is. When it comes to her and Monica, (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. I think I tend to be... I'm, I lean a little bit more of team Anisha I don't think Monica means any harm and I don't think she's you know trying to be bogus to her but some of the conversations that Monica has um I don't think she needs to have when it comes to Anisha like when she was when they were on the Tampa trip and or no they were in the Keys they were in the Keys and she was in the bathroom with I can't remember what the girl's name was and they were like oh you know x y and z and Anisha kind of walked in and saw them I was like that is might have been played up for tv but girl you didn't have to talk about it there um but anyways yeah I love Bali she's serving looks not a lot of storyline but a lot of looks okay I think she's funny too um when it comes to Vishal and Richa I'm not I haven't been hiding from spoilers so I know that they are in this uh, season that's airing now that they're not together, I guess. And, you know, maybe that might be for the best. Richa is a badass woman. Vishal, you know, I want him to focus on himself and his health. All right. So that's where I am on my family karma journey. Like I said, uh, hopefully by next week, the next, next week's episode, I'll be caught up. Um, but yeah, besides that this week and some just little topics to talk about the ladies of potomac were featured in the telfar ug collab and who the looks okay first and foremost dr wendy amazing she's the woman's gorgeous outside of the campaign but on the campaign oh my goodness she took the cake. She was my number one from that. Um, Actually, let me give you my top three. So my number one is Dr. Wendy. Number two, Karen Huger, of course. Okay. And number three, I can't believe I'm going to say this, even though there's no denying it. I'm not team candy gal but she looked amazing she was serving looks as well she is a gorgeous woman I just don't really necessarily agree with how she handles some things but that's neither here nor there we're moving on (laughs) um yeah I mean all of the ladies looked gorgeous some you could tell that there were some favorites on set (laughs) okay listen I have to commend Giselle Bryant at this point because she does continuously show up even though It is obvious that we are all determined to drag her for filth. (laughs) Because her in that boot, the memes, the zoom ins on the internet after that campaign dropped. I was like, oh my lord. And it got me thinking, you know, we drag Giselle Bryant a lot. But we all do something. All of us do something that we deserve to be dragged for. I'm still thinking about mine. I mean i have like some but like i mean a full dragging what is something you are self-aware enough that you do that you know you need to be dragged for let me know over on the instagram page and speaking of dragging all right (sighs) heather thompson i i'm not gonna spend too much time talking about her especially before we get into the roni recap but all i have to say when it comes to heather is what the fuck okay what is wrong with you like no not an assistant not a friend a uh, no one had could call you up screenshot it and say girl get off not only the internet but your comment section saying all these things it was a mess um you know she has since apologized that race baiting allegation that she liked and responded to in the comment section when it came to ebony again like i said last week about um kenya saying that garcelle was pulling a black card there there's no race baiting here there's no black card there it's her experience as a black woman on a show with all white women period but you know on that subject let's just go ahead and get into the Roni recap for the week. So this week we see the aftermath of the argument between Ebony and Luann. And uh, so according to Heather, she says, I and again, I cannot stress how confusing a lot of these comments were to me. But when she, Heather Thompson issued her apology, she says that she was nominated from both cast and crew to kind of be the peacemaker and bridge the gap between both parties. So we see her talking to Luann and Ramona and all of the other women that stayed at the house and then both Ebony and Leah back at the house. Now, first thing I want to say is so much, so many annoying things when it came to the argument that was had at the table after Ebony left. The one stick out thing to me was, if you, and if you follow me on Instagram, you've already heard me say this. When Heather is explaining to Luann why she should not use the word angry, Luann's daughter Victoria says, upset mom, say, you say upset. And I just <laughs> I have to chuckle at this point because no, you dumbass, you don't say upset either. And the insinuation that somehow saying upset would not translate the same as angry is just insulting. Whether she said you're upset or anything, we it still falls under the angry black woman trope. I mean, for the love of God, like seriously, it's just all a slap in the face. And then we see the other side of Heather talking to Ebony and trying to explain Luanne to her. And while she does that, she tries to relate in some way and says, well, I've seen the black experience and I've been in the black household. And let me tell you something, Heather, no, boo-boo, you have not Ever seen the black experience? I don't know, you've seen not even a full fraction, a minuscule fraction. When you talk about working with Diddy and Tina Knowles and seeing that your black friend can't hail a cab and you can't, baby, that is not even scratching the surface. Even what you just witnessed at the table with Luann and Ebony. That's not the fucking black experience, okay? Don't say you've been in the black household either because you was not with me nowhere, all right? And I feel like if you had you had any other black friends, you would have made us aware of them by now, but you haven't, which is why you keep saying, oh, I worked for Diddy. Oh, I've worked for with Tina Knowles over and over, which by the way, I don't want to hear her say that ever again, ever. Keep their names out your mouth, especially after this terrible display this week on Instagram, whew, but- Got a little off track there. So in trying to bridge the gap, and I'm using air quotes with that, she ends up saying another microaggression to Ebony, which is, you're so well-spoken. Articulate is what she said. And it's just like, oh my goodness. So... After the ladies sit down talk, Luann tries her damnedest to get an apology out of Ebony. In which Ebony, I'm so glad she reminded them that she too is losing her grandmother, okay? I'm going to be honest here. Before I get into the Leah Heather portion of the episode, I want to make one thing clear. Two things can be true here. Heather can be ignorant and so can Leah. All right. Now, when it comes to the argument between both of them, if I got to choose a side, yeah, it's Heather because Leah is acting so outrageous. She is acting like an adult child. It's baffling for me to see play out. And it's baffling for me to see people try and defend her behavior. Kelly Catrone called Heather a spineless bitch on Instagram this past week. And I was just like, seriously, really? Kelly Catrone? I don't even think Kelly Catrone is as I'm using air quotes again woke as she may think she is and as forward thinking and then speaking of forward thinking so when after they go to the beach and go fishing they sit down and they're talking about the then upcoming election and Heather or excuse me Heather Leah says I'm just so tired of how politics are ending up yeah girl I don't really know anybody ugh, and I hate to say this term on either side who is really like actually no I do know people that think that everything is fine but that's a story for another day but anyways most people are like yeah everything's fucked up right now that's why we had to vote girl you think you saying something different by saying I don't want to I don't like either candidate neither did most of us but we we knew what was on the other side if we kept with the same thing and we was tired of it so and even when she says that and it it is a shock for Heather and she just turns around and she immediately takes that opportunity to lay into her. But to be very clear, she did say, I don't even know if I'm going to vote because I'm so sick of everything. And that's why Heather turned around in shock. Okay. She did say that she didn't know if she was going to vote. And then when they started saying things and, you know, making the points of how things were, I can't go back there. Okay. I have PTSD from like, 2016 to 2020. But, and she's like, well, of course I'm going to, or she said, if I vote, I'm going to vote for Biden. She continuously said, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Even Ebony at that moment was trying to say Leah. Now, I commend Ebony because she does try to talk to her privately afterwards, not in the full setting with the women, because they are, it, it seems to be that they are, you know, actually friends. And speaking of when she would Ebony, she being Ebony, tries to sit her down and talk to Leah later at the house and say, "Hey, you know, this is where I'm coming from," and you say that you're an ally and X, Y, and Z, and she goes, "Heather said that. Heather said that," and she absolutely flips the script, saying, "I don't." you know, don't talk about my voting. Don't talk about, Leah, this is literally not like you telling Ramona. I feel like she thought that by going off on her like that, she thought it was going to be that moment that she told Ramona last season, don't talk about my vagina or my mental health. Girl, no. We we was voting for our lives this last election and you swear up and down you're a motherfucking ally. You're not, okay? I cannot stress enough that she is not the only person... I myself, that was like, do you think that I was, you know, listen, if you think that I have 120% faith in Joe Biden, now, did I have more faith in him than the other one? Obviously, which is why he got my vote. Like she's trying to make it so forward thinking when it's just, it didn't need to be. All of that. All right. And honestly, Leah, if you're not going to vote, then you shouldn't. You should just fucking said nothing at this point. So she yells at Heather and says, You're white feminism 101, as if she's not. It's just anno- so annoying to me. And later on, when they're getting into the bus, um, I want, again, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw this. I want to point something out. Leah got into the bus first. Then Heather and Luann got into the bus. Luann said, Where are your hula hoops to Leah? And she says, Ugh, Can you go get them for me? Like a fucking seven year old. And Luann says, Sure. And then she proceeds to freak out that she doesn't want to stay on the bus with Heather then girl go get your own fucking hula hoops like you know you all are staying in the house together you knew that lee or leah you knew that heather was going to the same place you were going to how did you think y'all was all gonna get there you i know you don't think that you cleared that bitch that bad that she didn't want to get on a bus with you like she was on in the room when aviva dresser her threw her damn leg she don't care about you yelling like make it make sense girl so then she throws these little flowers actually no let me backtrack a little bit because I also want to point this out she Leah does my one of my pet fucking peeves Leah has been calling Heather and everybody else a bitch this entire episode and not only the entire episode but like even when she yelled at her she called her a bitch a couple times and when she says, no, I'm not sitting on the bus with you, blah, blah, blah And Heather finally says, okay, bitch, like blah, 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 When Heather finally says, all right, and calls her a bitch back, she's like, oh, you fucking serious? You don't call me a bitch? Ugh. I think this happened one season with Cynthia, it did, between Cynthia and Portia too, when they were all joking around like, bitch, bitch, bitch. And then Cynthia was like, don't play with me. Don't call me a bitch. I hate that shit. Okay. My Personally, my mom does not use those like terms of endearment. So she doesn't call other women like, oh, my hoe, my whores, you know, my bitches. She doesn't like that. The, and she makes it clear to other people like her friends that she doesn't like going by that. So, so that's something different. When all of these, everyone's going around saying, oh, bitch this, bitch that, bitch this. And then you want to get upset because one person says, bitch, like, no, girl, you have called this, you call Ramona a bitch in her own house. You called Heather a bitch. You have called every single one of them a hoe. Like, shut the fuck up for the love of God. So she throw these little damn flowers, right? And then she's just storms off the bus and says she's going home. We got a, another two be continued, I think. Now. And one thing that got me thinking after this, so we know that Heather said that she was assaulted. I'm um, using air quotes. I'm wondering if this is the end of the Heather road and she's considering those flowers thrown in assault because listen, she did toss the flowers. Ain't no denying that. We definitely saw it. But Leah also threw them and pointed them down. I don't know maybe maybe Heather broke a toenail or something I don't know but I also remember from back when all this was happening when news broke that they her and Heather were having issues getting along that she um screenshotted, uh, she as in Leah, screenshotted that she sent Heather a message and said, hey girl, just want to talk about what happened. Super sorry. I was upset about losing my grandmother XYZ. Leah put that on Instagram and it got no response. So I think this might be the end of the road with Heather and what she's referring to. But we'll see. Like I said, two things can be true here, especially after the display that Heather had all over the Instagram comments this past week. Is Heather trash? Yes. Is Leah trash? Yes. Is Sonia Morgan not trash at all and actually uh, an understanding, like, just great friend? Yes. Okay, they're gonna stop dragging Sonia. I'm gonna see to it. I'm really gonna see to it. And uh, speaking of dragging Sonia, another thing that came out this week is that Bethany fucking Frankel is a work and I quote working on one of these hybrid toaster ovens for you guys I know you are fucking lying Miss Frankel if you know me you know I cannot stand Bethany and it's not even a problematic fave thing it's not I've never been able to stand that woman sure she gave a couple laughs but beyond that I don't I'm not one of those people who thinks that this show needs her the way she sat on that couch with Sonia years back and insulted her. It broke my heart because, of course, it's been going around the Internet again since she said that. And everybody's been dragging her, which she deserves. Her is in Bethany. And then to turn around and create a hybrid toaster oven for you all i know you are fucking lying i really i have half the mind to go donate to that gofundme for sonia right now because bethany thinks again another woman that's white feminism one on one. she thinks that she is the only businesswoman on roni and it's always been baffling to me because that's not true all right and even in that throwback clip you know she was just so nasty and so rude to miss sonia morgan ah uh, and probably because her little show got canceled too i'm just so tired but that's all for Ronnie this week we are gonna see what is next to come um ebony kind of came back on social media to share an article with usa today and i actually read it it was really good um but she's not back on yet so i'm interested to see what She says um, after she comes back, she was on Watch What Happens Live and she, you know, revealed that her and Luann still aren't in the best place, which not not shocked. Um, But yeah, I'm interested to see what the rest of the episode brings. And I just or episode, sorry, season. I just feel like these vacation trip episodes have been so long. Maybe it's because we started the season out with them in COVID, in a mixture. But I mean, between New York and New York and beverly hills i feel like new york was in the hamptons forever and beverly hills was in uh, tahoe forever but speaking of beverly hills let's just go ahead and get into it so much like roni this week on beverly hills we see the aftermath of the argument between sutton and crystal part 500 um to be honest i feel very badly for crystal I think that ultimately she is in a new place with people that she does not know very well. And to add on top of that, she's having issues getting along with somebody who continues to cry over and over, no matter what Crystal says or how she says it. But listen, I'm going to be honest. I cannot stand the excuse. There has to be something else going on. There has to be something else going on because and I learned this from my mom growing up, everybody has something else going on all the time. Everyone does. So it doesn't make an excuse for Sutton to go off crying and, you know, scream. Well, I shouldn't say cry. She can cry whenever she wants. But like the way she's weaponizing her tears and centering herself in all of this and all to be like, I'm moving out of my forever home and blah blah blah. in the year of COVID in the year 2020 after all the shit we just went through you're crying about moving out of one mansion into another mansion y'all I'm not gonna lie I tried I am like really trying to work on my like empathetic side but this is one thing I could not could not take and to be honest no one has to deal with shit from anyone like at all um sun is well within her right to say like this is what's going on with me this is why i keep getting emotional but crystal is also well within her right to say all right i got that but this is not vibing for me this is not the energy i want to have around me and our we are not aligning spiritually emotionally verbally anything all right I just, I don't get what everybody else doesn't get. And for them to keep trying to make it, you know, and not everyone is trying to make it um, a thing. But like Garcelle took, set, or sorry, Garcelle took Crystal out and, you know, talked to her one-on-one. And even Erica, I had to agree with her. She was like, um, this is, you're getting a lot of heat and I don't think it's fair from the Sutton side. It's just like, I would I was exhausted for Crystal watching that over and over. So the ladies get on a boat tour and like I said I'm supposed to be going to Tahoe in September and t- after I watched that I said I want to kind of do this so I'm gonna have to talk to the person in charge of the trip and see if we can plan that because that was cute real cute I'm trying to get um some pictures but anyways let's get back to this recap <laughs> Um, Sweet Kathy Hilton I have not changed how I feel about her however I am I am glad she's there I still think it might be a little bit of a shtick but I am happy that Kathy Kathy Hilton is there and she was there to sit by Sutton while Sutton was obviously sitting there pouting like a grown child. (sighs) Watching that conversation between Sutton and Crystal on the boat you know I read a lot of comments of people being like oh Crystal is being kind of short and rude and she shouldn't I I understand you know people saying that she shouldn't be calling her crazy however comma furthermore there are other words that we can be using there but at the same time when it just comes to the exhaustion of Crystal I I felt that in that moment when she was completely shut down and letting Sutton talk and she was, okay, okay. Because I get the same way. Like I'm just, especially, I'm not an overly emotional person, like especially when it comes to tears and things like that. And it makes me very uncomfortable when people start crying around me, especially people that I don't know. So I felt Crystal 120% in that moment when she couldn't, you know, couldn't slash just didn't have the energy to get her words out and say anything because at this point she was like she's just gonna start crying again and then I'm gonna you know seem like I did something that made this woman cry for the umpteenth time when I really don't know her that well it's exhausting and for her to sit there and keep rolling her face I'm not going to lie I would have taken that fucking roller when uh, Sutton dropped it and tossed it into the fucking lake stop oh my god i and i'm sorry i know that that sounds harsh but the sutton's ability to center herself in all of this and only her feelings and how she feels and what she's bringing the table is baffling to me people show anxiety and deal with anxiety in different ways like i don't think Sutton even stopped to like, think like, okay, maybe I need to back off of this with Crystal. Maybe I need to, she's just saying like, cares about how she is perceived, how she, how she is feeling her, 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 her. And just because Crystal's, you know, stress and anxiety doesn't look the same as hers. She's not registering to her. Like it's baffling to me. So then later on, and I'm going to skip forward a little bit here, when Crystal says, you know, I'm not going to come to dinner, I'm so exhausted, like I just need some time again, just like Ebony, I commend her because I struggle with that. Um, When she takes her time for herself, and then she just to calm down and collect her thoughts and think And talking to Kyle, and Kyle says, why didn't she say anything? Not everybody's mind works like that, especially when you are continuously, continuously villainized by a person. It's like I clearly don't have room to feel my full range of emotions here, so I'm just going to shut down. I hated when Kyle said that because it's like, Kyle, we understand you're the queen bee. You're allowed to feel however you want to feel, and you're going to make it known when you feel uncomfortable. But for the love of everything, can we just understand that this woman is completely uncomfortable? And The whole thing with Sutton walking into her room naked, or I'm sorry, Sutton walking into her room while she was naked. Like I said, I am a person that's a little bit more comfortable with nudity. However, I am absolutely not. I have friends that I have had for 15, 20 years that they've they never been naked in front of me that's they're not comfortable with that and I would never walk into their room on a trip and if they're naked say oh I don't know what's going on in here I felt for her in that moment especially how she described she dropped to the floor like I don't think that that even re registers to Sutton and when crystal finally does have the find the voice to speak up and says that was creepy to me that was weird too oh no I wasn't being weird or creepy girl no listen listen I'm telling you how I perceive that as the naked person naked as the day I was born it was weird and creepy you cannot say oh that's not how I was being that's how I took it okay and since my nipples were the one in the air I get to say how I was feeling (sighs) I am exhausted from this. I know we're not at the end of this argument. I really think, like Garcelle said, they are two people that just do not vibe. They just do not. And that's fine. But Sutton needs to stop pushing it. I can see now where Crystal got to, you're an awkward person and going off on her like that. I can really see it. But to back it up a little bit, I know I went off on a little bit of tangent. I just want to say... Dorit Dorit why the fuck did you tell that bold face ass lie not only to everybody in the room but you knew this was gonna be on national television why are you saying that you've never had a nose job sweetie sweetie and you know them editors are shady as fuck girl even your bestie Kyle said "Mm, I don't think that's true I was, and I'm, I know they're going to make her answer for it at the reunion. So I'm interested to see what she says. But another uh, topic that I need to, this, this is something that bothered me. I'm not going to lie. I watched the episode a little late, later than everybody else. um, Because like I said, I've been traveling. First and foremost, that story that Lisa Renna told, that needed to come with a trigger warning on every fucking angle. Like from every fucking angle that needed trigger warning. We needed a trigger warning before the episode or before the segment started. And she should have said, hey, I'm going to tell a story that involves abuse. I, my mouth dropped. Like, I don't know what I was expecting when I saw everyone talking about it on Instagram versus seeing it on the show. But I was like... What the fuck? First of all, that's not the same thing at all. Because are you accusing Denise of being an, a, uh, an abuser now? Because that's a problem. But it's not the same thing. And I want Lisa, I want us to be done talking about Denise. She's not on the show anymore. We're moving forward. I want Garcelle to stop talking about it. I want her to stop responding to Lisa Reno when she stop, starts talking about it. I'm let Denise go. All right. For Lisa Renna to tell Garcelle, I fucked up. I'm a shitty friend. Like I shouldn't have done that. But then to, you know, say, well, I know I have secrets of Denise's and I would never tell them. Garcelle was completely right in calling them out because actually, sorry, Lisa didn't even say I have secrets. Erica is the one that said there are secrets of Denise that Denise's that lisa knows that she would never tell why are you if you don't know them if you really don't know them erica why are you the one that brings that up why i don't believe that erica doesn't know whatever the fuck these secrets are and whatever they are they're not abuse okay they're not she's comparing denise not telling her that she hooked up with brandy glanville to harry hamlin i can't even put it like garcelle said that's not a story you should ever tell again ever i really hope not i know we're gonna have to talk about it at the reunion but for the love of god that was awful and i hope she realizes that but she keeps trying to make excuses over and over again for because she yeah she got a lot of heat And if she would have just come on this season, had that first conversation with uh, Garcelle and then moved on, it would have been a lot better. However, we're continuously talking about it. She says, yeah, I messed up. But then she says, I have these secrets and I couldn't do this and this and this. But yeah, I know I messed up. But also, no, no buts. You're not accepting responsibility because you keep trying to share these stories that you think are going to make excuses for your behavior. But they don't. Baby, they don't. So shut the fuck up. Because I would not be surprised if you then get another cease and desist from Denise. Because I know I would be typing it up right now if she told that story in the same essence of my name. It was so ridiculous. My mouth dropped. (sighs) So the end of the episode, we finally get to see the text that Erica sent out to the ladies. And we're about to get into the Tom and Erica drama. Like I said, the more I watch this season, maybe it's just because we've spent the past four episodes in Tahoe. My bar is very low. And of course, because Erica just doesn't share like that. But the bar is very low for what I my expectations from the Tom and Erica yeah Tom and Erica drama of this um a last little tidbit from the episode (laughs) I have no clue clue why it's the old hairdresser in me one but also the petty bitch in me (laughs) when the ladies were on FaceTime and they were at Dorit's and they're over her shoulder the fact that I could see her entire Entire extension was killing me. I'm not gonna lie, I couldn't focus on anything else. I had to rewind it because I wasn't paying attention to what they were saying. I was like, I see her track, like, I saw the full thing, but neither here nor there. So, we shall see what's going to take place. The Housewife and the Hustler, the documentary on them, comes out, I want to say, tomorrow on Hulu. And I think my mom has Hulu here, so I will be watching it and I, we will be talking about it on next week's episode. We got another to be continued this week. And to be honest, at this point, I think every single episode of Beverly Hills so far has been to be continued. We can, again, we're getting a little too, hitting those out a little too freely. Okay, let's reel it in. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not a season finale or a series finale. So every episode is kind of to be continued. Let's just stop. Stop the madness. Stop. Make it, make it stop. Huh. But that was it for Beverly Hills this week. I have a couple little more um tidbits to talk about before we wrap this episode up. One of those things being the Fallon interview. I realized halfway through recording that I never touched on it at the beginning. So we're going to do that now. Um, To be honest, I realized while I was watching the part that I did watch. It was probably like the first 10 minutes. That I have no clue what I was expecting from this. I personally think that we had all like been waiting on something the other shoe to drop because we are still getting over the whole porsche shoe dropping and the scandal of it all but i just didn't i don't know like i said i'm not sure what i was expecting but it wasn't that um she didn't tell us a whole lot um she's not coming back to in the show next season which i think honestly probably is best for her she says that simon convinced her to do it to get her out of her comfort zone and you know get her to be more social apparently he's the more social person she's a homebody um now I do think that my one takeaway is that Simon um might be a little bit of a con artist but that's just me okay that's just my little opinion um but besides that I felt for her and you know how she says that the things that she didn't want to come to life and come true on the show being on the show did. And that's unfortunate um and of course the being called the racially insensitive name that she was and then for them to act like her reaction to that was so outlandish. I I feel for her. I hope that we can start trying to move forward and maybe leave this lady alone because she seems like she's going through a a hell of a lot I mean who wouldn't be in that position but yeah I hope she's protecting her peace okay because Portia and Simon just they gonna put themselves in our faces that's obvious as soon as this is happening I'm waiting for the next thing there but I can wait a little longer to be honest Besides that, I don't have much more this week. Except for that if y'all see me on Instagram, um, you know, asking Loverboy, Carl, Kyle, when Loverboy will be in my area, which is St. Louis, Missouri. Please mind your business, okay? Because I had those hard tees when I was in Austin. And I am obsessed I was not usually like seltzers, hard teas, hard lemonades, things like that. I can't do them. Um, the malt in them uh, ugh, makes me not only so hungover, but like kind of sick to my stomach. I when I had those, I did not feel that way. And the, it they tasted really well. So if y'all see me on there asking, you know, let's get these to St. Louis. What do we have to do? Mind your business. All right. I like the drink and don't judge me. <laughs> but that is going to wrap up the episode um per usual do not forget to leave me a review on apple podcast um i've seen some new ones one from somebody that i don't know and didn't ask to leave the review actually i've had a couple from people that i didn't ask to leave um the review but like personally i didn't text them personally and ask i ask y'all every week but you know what i'm saying so i am excited about that i love new listeners um and i lo- I actually love making this show for you guys too, all thirty of you that listen to me, <laughs> but no, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then subscribe rate and review so we can continue to do this um, I haven't gotten my first bad one yet, so I'm a little scared, but you know let's just get it out of the way if it's coming all right but and don't forget to follow me on uh, Instagram at the at who asked me podcast. All right, I'll talk to you all next week. Bye.